this message. Repairs. 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 We want to quickly open to the book of Esther. The chapter 1, the verse 10. You see, because we are all believers, because we all believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and we have become born again, we will all be able to enter into heaven. We will all be able to go to heaven and enjoy heaven. Hallelujah. However, if we don't make certain repairs in our life, if we don't make sure that certain things are well placed and well aligned in our life, what is going to happen is that even though we are going to make it to heaven and enjoy heaven, we will be frustrated on earth and we will not be able to realize our full potential or even manifest our destinies on this earth. Hallelujah. And so it is very important that each one of us undergo certain levels of repair. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So the book of Esther chapter 10, um, the verse, chapter 1, verse 10 to the verse 12. Um, scripture talks about, uh, even from the verse, the verse, verse 1 of chapter 1, that there was a king called King Ahasuerus, and he began to have a meeting with the princes and um, the, the governors and prominent people, the notable people um, of the town, far and near, came to him and they wanted to see his glory. And he began to show them um, his wealth, his glory, how everything is being done in his kingdom. And he held a feast for his people because of the journey that people um, underwent. But then something happened. Even after he had introduced the, um, his, um, his wealth and everything to the people, it was left with his wife. He wanted to introduce his wife to his people that his, the people could be able to see the beauty of his wife. And scripture says that he sent for his wife Vasti. In verse 10, he sent for his wife Vasti. And when they went to call Vasti, Vasti said he, she will not come. The king requested for his queen that he may be able to boast with his queen and showcase his queen to everybody present. And everybody had the instruction that the king said, let the queen Vasti be called for. And when they went to Queen Vasti, Queen Vasti said she will not come. And report was sent to the king. And then the elders began to advise the king according to the law. And they said in the verse 12, King, if you allow these things to take place, it will mean that every lady in the town will begin to disrespect your husband. So there is a need for you by law and by the advice we are giving you, there is a need for you to divorce your wife. If you don't divorce the queen Vasti, every other lady in the town will begin to treat their husband the same way. When their husband begins to speak to them, they will not respect or they will not listen to their husband. Why? Because the queen even was able to do it to the king. The king is the ruler of the city or of the town and the queen was unable to do that thing to the king. How much more you who is not a king? How much more you who is a carpenter or a mason in the house? How can your wife even respect you if the queen is not respecting the husband? And that's why even in scripture, scripture says that in the church, let the wife keep quiet. In the matter of discussions, let women keep quiet. And then when they have an issue to be able to speak even in the church, let them go home and deal with the husband, but not in the church. And that's why people are saying that women are not supposed to preach in the church. Women are not supposed to do everything. Why? Because the women were disrespecting their husbands in the church, even in discussions. So to bring sanity in the church, they were told not to speak in the church 
or even in the meeting, they were not supposed to speak. But you only speak to the husband if they have any form of objection to whatever the husband is saying. They should say it in the house in private. Hallelujah. Amen. But then it doesn't mean that wives are not supposed to have a voice or to speak. In that time, in that culture, to keep what was happening, to keep the disrespect that was going on, they needed to put that thing in place to keep it. Hallelujah. Amen. Today we even have Pastor um, Cecilia leading us in prayer for the church. In those days, she would not have that opportunity. She would have to keep quiet. She would not have the opportunity to do anything. But now it's not so because the culture has changed and women have evolved over the years. But what I want you to understand here is that the moment when fasting did those things, scripture says the advice was given to the king to divorce her. And the king also went ahead to divorce her because of disrespect. Not because the queen wasn't beautiful or the queen had some defect in her body or somewhere or, um, or the other, but it was simply because she disrespected the king's order for her to come. Hallelujah. So if I call you as my wife to come and show yourself to my friend or to my family members or whatever it is, and you don't show forth, I'm going to divorce you. <laughs> Hallelujah. That was literally what happened between the king and the queen. So because of disrespect, the queen lost her throne. She lost her place. She lost her position. I want you to understand that whether you are a king or a queen, if you live a life of disrespect, you will leave. You will lose your throne. You will be able to lose certain positions because if I want to give you certain things or if your boss or someone wants to honor you in certain way, because of disrespect, you will lose that throne. You will lose that place. You will lose that thing. Not because maybe you are not worthy, but because of disrespect. You see, the queen also thought that she was doing the king a favor because it was said that in the town there was none beautiful like Basti. So she was thinking that she was doing the king a favor by getting married to the king. That you, have, you, you can boast about it as a king that you are married to the most beautiful lady in the town. You are married to the most giver in the town. You are married to the, the, the most prayerful woman in the town. So she, 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 was, she was all bossy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But the king could not take it anymore and the king said, let us divorce. Hallelujah. And the king left her. Sometimes simply disrespecting our bosses, simply disrespecting our friends, simply disrespecting people around us causes us to lose our throne. But until we begin to undergo a certain level of respect or repairs, we will not be able to attain certain thrones. Because if you don't respect, there are certain places I will not be able to even recommend you to go because you will definitely go and shame me. If I send you somewhere or I recommend you somewhere, you are going there in my name. But if I know your attitude that is going to be a form of disrespect, if I send you there, I know definitely you are going to dis disgrace me. Hallelujah. Amen. But then when we read the book of Esther chapter 2, the verse 9, scripture says that then Esther appeared on the scene. After there was vacancy on the throne of the queenship, Esther appeared on the scene and Esther had no relation to be able to be the queen. She was an orphan in the first place. She had no royal blood within her in, in, in one way or the other. She had no royal blood to even um, qualify to be the queen. But she found herself or she found her way into the palace. But when she got into the palace, she began to repair herself. She began to undergo certain level of repair because she realized that the palace is different from where I am coming from. So I needed to repair myself to be able to, to, to suit where I find myself in. And she began to repair herself. Esther 2 verse 9. 
she went under repairs. And even as she was undergoing repairs, the people that were around her, you see, she entered into a contest to be able to wow the king and win the king's heart. So there were thousands of women that came around to dance and to showcase themselves, to present themselves to the king, for the king to make his selection after Vasti had lost the throne. So now, because of disrespect, one person has lost the throne and another has, given, has been given the opportunity to occupy that same position. Hallelujah. When you think that you are favoring somebody, when you think you cannot be able to change, you cannot be able to do certain things simply because you think that is your throne, what you need to know is that there is another waiting for that same throne. That job that you are playing with, there is another waiting for that same job. That person you are playing with, there is another waiting somewhere for that same person. So if you don't like and you don't want to repair yourself, Someone somewhere is preparing themselves to take up your position. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even when we were in school in Ghana now, when, when we were in school those days, every time someone wants someone is a class preferred, some of us also want to be class preferred. So we are waiting for them to uh, be changed. So that we can also write names of talkative. So when they write names of talkative and you are pissed, you also want to get an opportunity that maybe, even if you're not a class preferred, when a, when a teacher is going out of the class, he will tell you to take care of the class. Write names of talkative for me. Then you become a boss. Hallelujah. Amen. And it is because sometimes the teacher decides to change whoever will write the name because sometimes he may not be fine with somebody. Sometimes also he has seen something in this particular person that he says, this person has been quiet for a while, so this person will be the right person to write the names of talkative. The person who used to do it is now a talkative. <laughs> Sometimes the people who write a name of talkative are the ones who talk more. Yeah. So when the teacher realizes that, he begins to change the person who writes a name of talkative. That's what happens now in our daily life. You may be living your life thinking people are not watching you, but they are watching you. When Esther was in the contest, the people who were dressing Esther, who were helping her to repair herself, were looking at her closely, they were looking at her attitude, and they realized Esther is different from everybody. And she began to win the heart of the people who were helping her dress. Now, these people that she was winning their heart, the question is that if these people are close to the king, and the king asks these people, who do you recommend among these ladies to be the queen? Who do you think they will mention? They will definitely mention Esther. Some of us, when we are going for jobs, when we are going for interviews, we don't even respect the receptionist. We go and we just go and sit down because we already know the company or maybe we're going there through protocol. But then sometimes the receptionist could be the one who will recommend you. The receptionist is the one who is seeing you people queue and telling you people where to sit. And then the HR or the people who are the panel to interview you will be asking the receptionist when they came, this and this and what happened, what happened. And they will be the one to even recommend you. But you don't know when you entered, you disrespect the receptionist because you think that the post you are going for in that company is bigger than that person. So you enter the company without respecting the receptionist. But the receptionist will be the one that will recommend you for that job. You enter into a relationship, you don't respect your, your, your in-laws. Because you think you're not marrying your in-laws, you are marrying your, your, your husband or your wife. You, you don't use them for anything. You, you even go into a relationship, you don't even bother to even get closer to maybe your, your, your husband or your, 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 your girlfriend or your boyfriend's friends a bit. Sometimes. The people who make decisions for you to date, it's not really your guy or your lady, it's their friends. <laughs> Sometimes the people who decide a relationship is their friends, not really the person. Oh, are you here with me? Yes, sir. Are you here with me? Yes, 
Sometimes you're in love with somebody, but the kind of things people are saying around you about the person you are dating, it will even make you lose the love. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You will try so hard to make it work, but what your friends are saying around you. Sometimes also you may not be in love with somebody, but the moment you begin to tease you with somebody, you begin to find a way to fall in love with the person. You begin to see yourself with the person. Because they try to just that both of you and say you guys look good together. Now, now, something you were not looking at at first, now you begin to also imagine it. Do I look good together with this person? Can it work? Why? Because people are saying it. And now you too, you've taken it into your mind. Hallelujah. Amen. Esther began to win the hearts of the people who were taking care of her. Her own servants, she was winning their hearts. And even as we read further, scripture tells us that even the king asked these people, who should be the queen? And they chose Esther. It wasn't the king that made the decision to choose Esther. It was the servants that chose Esther on behalf of the king. Some of you, when you even go for a party, let's say maybe a lady, you go for maybe a wedding reception or whatever it is, they are playing songs and people are enjoying whatever it is that is going on. And what happens is that you as a lady, you, you are already dancing, you've already danced with five guys. Someone came for the for okay, for instance, my, my wedding night, yes, there were a lot of guys around and there were a lot of ladies around. And do you know what? The people were beginning to pick their choices. The guys there were telling me, this person, ah. <laughs> even among the bridesmaids, say this person, this person, people were already linking. I was like, oh, this person is taking, this person is available, this person is available. Okay. So even after the wedding, I have to still be sending numbers to people because this is recommendations. Are you with me? Yeah. So you go for a wedding party and you ask a lady, someone is eyeing you to even see if they can marry you or do something with you. And you already already dancing with like five guys. Like, party hasn't even done anything yet. You're already dancing with five guys. You know, I want to marry you. If I marry you, is that what you're going to do? You are lady, you are in a meeting. You don't even know how to sit. You are not wearing a try. You are wearing a skirt or a straight dress. And you are sitting anyhow. And me, I see I want to marry you. You may say the guy should train, the guy should teach you. But then, not everyone can really do that. Not everyone has the patience to teach you those things. You must be able to learn certain things and teach yourself certain things. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And as a guy, you go for a party, you go for a meeting, and maybe a girl is eyeing you. And you're sitting on the same table because you feel, okay, you are dressed well. And then you don't even know how to use a cutlery set. And you're eating anyhow. They brought yam and plantain, and then they add palava sauce to it. And then they gave you a cutlery set. And you said, me, yeah, I don't do this. And you put a fork and a knife somewhere. They began to use your hand. And the lady is watching you, like, who does this? You go on a date, your first date or second date, whatever it is, and you are eating, you eat everything on the plate. <laughs> Come on! You see, people are observing, people are watching you in these things. When you don't repair these things, you will not be able to go for certain meetings. There are certain meetings you cannot be able to enter, not only a relationship, but certain business meetings you will not be able to enter or have access to simply because you don't even know your, 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 um, your table manners. You don't know your table manners, you eat and you do you belch. You are in a business meeting. You are in a, 
you're, you're at lunch with your business partner and you eat and you belt. Then you say, bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. All these things are things we need to be able to be conscious about and help ourselves with. But then if we do not able to, if you're not able to help ourselves with, we will be able to destroy certain opportunities that we are supposed to have access to. There are some things that we have lost without knowing we've lost them. But if we're able to repair it, we won't have lost them. Ask yourself, why did that person break up with you? And that reason hasn't been solved. Has it been solved? That, that particular thing, has it been solved? That reason why you didn't get that job, has it been solved? Or you let it be and you still send your CVs to companies? And you said, maybe a company will take you like that. Or you solve that thing the company told this, the reason why we didn't allow you. Perhaps. Will you be like that or you solve it? Will you repair it or you stay like that? Because one way or the other, we are all someone's ex. Unless you they say you've not dated them, they've not broken your hand before. <laughs> one way or the other, we are bad in someone's eyes and we are good in someone's eyes. Hallelujah. But if the reason why they are saying you are bad, have you solved it? The reason why that company hasn't chosen you, have you solved it? You say, I'm not able to pray for two hours. I'm not able to pray for long. But you are not able to wake up and pray at midnight cry. You are still sleeping. Or I don't come for service early. But then on Saturdays, you don't sleep early. How can you be able to come early for service if you don't sleep early on Saturday? You wake up tired. And you tell yourself, let me sleep small. But then you realize time is gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. But then we should be able to repair our life. One of the things I liked about this lame man at the beautiful gate was because he was consistent and he was always working on time. If he had missed that day, he would have missed the, the, the healing power that came out of Peter's hand unto him. Hallelujah. Amen. That day could have been the day he was supposed to be healed. But because maybe he was not around, he would have missed that healing. But God being so good, he was consistent and he was on time. Some of us don't work on time, and that is the reason why we've lost certain opportunities. If I'm maybe going somewhere with you, and maybe I have a meeting with you, or maybe I want to introduce you to someone, and you don't, you are not making it on time. I'll choose someone else to go for that meeting because you don't make your time, and maybe you I may lose that contract or I may lose that thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell somebody work on time. Repair yourself. This queen Esther began to repair herself. The scripture even says in the book of Esther chapter 2, verse 12, that she had favor in the sight of the servant. And the king asked the servant, who should I choose? And he said, Esther. Is it you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. They said, Esther. If I'm supposed to recommend you for someone, will I recommend you? If I'm supposed to recommend you for marriage, will I recommend you? If I'm supposed to recommend you for a job, will I recommend you? If I'm supposed to recommend you to the Lord, will I recommend you? If the Lord shows me a vision or tells me he wants to bless someone in the church, will I recommend you? Will your parents even recommend you? Will your friends recommend you? Sometimes you are selling something. Maybe you are selling a shoe. Huh? You are selling a shoe and someone needs to buy a shoe. But that person will not recommend
recommend you, even though you are the person's friend, they recommend someone else. Your life no good, your character no good. You're going to disgrace them. Or maybe you're even charging higher than someone else. So your own friends can't even recommend you, they recommend an outsider. Hallelujah. Some, our own attitude prevents us to even patronize each other. So maybe someone is buying something from you in the church, and because you know they are the church members, the way you used to package your own goods, you will not package it like because you, Madame Fu is my friend, is, is my, she's my friend, uh, she knows, she will understand. So you don't even do the good work, you don't do them well, you don't even package it well. And you give it to them like that. But unknown to you also, maybe someone was by them, if you have packaged it well, the person will also buy some. But you just let it be like that. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. These people recommended Esther. Who will recommend you? There are things that you will never learn in books, but you have to learn when you observe people. One day, I was invited for a baby christening, and this person is, um, was my former lecturer. And I went for the meeting very late. I was with Pastor Peter there. I went for the meeting very late after service. And when we went, there were some big men on the table and they were chatting, giving up everything that they've done. And when this lecturer saw me coming, he stood up and he welcomed me with a handshake and he began to introduce me to everybody. Now, this is it. He's my lecturer. One word that he is like a mentor to me. For him to have stood up to greet me, to welcome me, is an honor, is a sign of respect. For me, because I'm in church, when people come to me, either, either they are older or not, either they have money than me or not, wherever be their position, when they come and they want to see me, I won't get up and greet them. I sit down because I'm bishop. But from the day I saw that, I was even telling Pastor Peter, this man has shown me something great. I am younger than him. He's more richer than me. He's more educationally inclined than me. But when he saw me, he still gave me that respect and even began to introduce me to everybody like I'm a big man as I am. Hallelujah. He did not tell me anything, but that simple action of his made me wonder and began to change my ways. So when I meet certain people who are older, even though they are coming to see me in a meeting, there is a way I present myself. There is a way I do it. I will stand up and also shake you. I began to learn it from there. I wasn't taught in the book. I observed. There are certain things you must be able to observe. When you see somebody and the way they are walking, and you see it is nice, walk, learn it in your own closet, in your room. Wear the heel. And don't say me, I don't like heels. I don't know how to walk in heels. Hey, it is nice. People, some, yeah, 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 yeah. Go and don't, don't tell me my own is to wear wedge. My own is to wear uh, sneakers. You don't like heels. You don't like heels. Learn them, learn it. Let somebody learn it. When you see someone walking in a particular way, it's nice for you. Learn how to walk in that way. Don't go and say me that I'm a tomboy, that's how I walk. Right now, sir, boys are taking boys, so the boys are getting finished. So if you, if you come and tell tomboy, what, what will you do? <laughs> Hallelujah. The boys are getting finished. Sometimes even the girls are even getting finished. So even you, 
brutally try to walk like a guy, try to walk like a, a lady. Learn it. Be conscious about it. Make conscious effort. There are some things that we cannot say that this is how I am, so I want to be like that. No. So they tell you maybe you talk and your voice is piercing and you still you want to talk like that because you don't care how you are. No, you must learn it. Even some pastors take voice coaching serious. I, I don't want to mention names, but there are many great pastors now who went under voice coaching. And so what happens is that when you even hear their tape or hear them on radio, you can be able to tell this is a pastor or this is this pastor. Without even seeing their face, without even them mentioning their name, just by hearing their voice, you can tell this is this pastor. They went through voice coaching to be able to pitch their voice. So then when you hear their voice somewhere, you can be able to know it is them. It is a training. That is, that is why not everyone can do PR, public relations. Not everyone can do it. You will need a certain level of speaking. Maybe you are even going to um, even negotiate a deal with someone. And you, you get angry easily. The person is supposed to understand. The person said, reduce it. Do this. You are already getting peace because of the negotiations. It's not going your way. But instead of you to calm down and make sure you are able to sign that deal for the company. You don't come down to sign that deal for the company. You already get peace. Let's close it. Is, is this on, on, on that deal? Do you walk away? No. You should be able to repair yourself, to be able to even bring food on your table, to be able to seal certain contracts. Hallelujah. Amen. Some customers may be very, very worrying or troublesome. Today they will bring this down. Tomorrow, once you are doing it and cutting the material, they will tell you to bring, they will tell you to do it like this, do it this way. You, you can be braiding someone's hair too. They said they want this down. Once you are braiding, so, this one doesn't look good on me, so do the different one for me. Oh, I like the big braids. Oh, I think when you do this one to be better. And you're already getting pissed. Today, I don't, I don't have time. If, if, if you think you know, you're not sure about what you are doing, and you want to do, just give me some time. Just be there, think about it, and let me work on someone else. Hey! 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 See, we need to be able to repair certain character of ours. To be able to attract more customers, to be able to attract the people we need to attract to help our destiny. There are certain people God brought into our life to be able to help our destiny, but because we are not able to repair our character or repair our life, we let them go and we say it is the devil. It was never the devil, it was us. Hallelujah. There are sometimes that we put every blame on the devil, but it's not everything that is the devil, it is us. You see, Esther don't become the king by doing, by become the queen by doing fasting and prayer. She never, listen, Queen Esther never became the queen by fasting and prayer. She became the queen because she went through repairs. Esther chapter 2, the verse 15 to the verse 17. Scripture says, for six months and six months again, that means 12 months, she underwent some level of repairs. She underwent skin care, the way she would talk, the way she would sit, the way she would carry herself in the palace. The way she would do her hand in the palace. She went through that for 12 years. Within that time, uh, for one year, 12 months, within that time, she never saw the king. For one year, she was preparing herself to be able to present herself to the king for the king to accept her. There was nothing like fasting and prayer. It was only repairing herself. The fasting and prayer only came into being after she became the queen. Listen carefully. When Esther found favor in the sight of the king, it was not for her to become the queen. She was already the queen before she found favor in the sight of the king. 
She only became the king's queen because she was recommended by the servant and also because she repaired herself. Esther chapter 2, the verse 15 to 17. Let's read it, please. Esther 2, 15 to 17. Everything is not fasting and prayer. Some of us are so much into fasting and prayer. We are so much into attending churches without repairing ourselves. And we are using church to cover up our actions whilst we are supposed to repair. Esther 2, verse 15 to 17. says, Now when the turn for Esther, the daughter of Abihel, Abihel, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his own daughter, had come to go into the king. She required nothing but what Haggai, the king's attendant, the keeper of the women, suggested. And Esther won favor in the sight of all who saw her. She won favor in the sight of all who saw her. Not only the king, but all who saw her, she won favor. They did not see her praying. They did not see her fasting. They saw her appearance. How she looked like she began to win favor. How do you dress? You go out and you dress anyhow. Oh, I'm in the house. I'm going to buy you something so you dress anyhow. Even as guys, even as ladies. Ladies, ladies go out, they dress anyhow. And, and, and they don't even wear bra to even cover their nipples. And it's on everyone is seeing it. It's visible us in their dress, and you think you are okay. Some things are for your husband only. Those are some things are for your husband only. And guys, which we dress, then we are shirtless. We move around. Everyone is watching. Hey, it's for your wife only. Tell us how it's for your wife only. Hallelujah. We should be very conscious about how we dress. The color blogging, our hair, our appearance, our makeup, our beard. We should be good. Everything is not fasting and prayer. When you fast and you pray, do the physical things as well. When you fast and pray, work on the character, work on your ground. By then the appearance, how Esther was looking, she found favor. Not how she was eating. Not how she was talking, how she looked like. So even when you're going for that interview, you're going for that business meeting, how you look like matters. So everyone is, is dressed, it looks as though they are overdressed. And you alone, you say you are simple. So everyone, they'll wait, this boy, I don't need too much. They, no! You didn't get the memo right. The sixth is So Esther was taken to the king Ahaziras into the royal palace in the tenth month and the month of Tibet in the seventh year of the reign and the seventeen and the king loved Esther more than all the women and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the maidens that he has set royal crowns on her head and made her the queen instead of fasting instead of fasting but the verse 12 says this again. Says, now when the ten of each maiden came to go into the king Ahaziras, after the regulations for the women had been carried out for 12 months, since this was the regular period for their beauty treatment, they went through what beauty treatment. I, uh, beauty treatment. Six months with oil of mare, and six months with sweet spices and perfumes and the things for the purifying of the women. So they, they did skin treatment 
and they did purification of their body and their inner system. You. Since when did you treat your skin? Since when did you exfoliate? Is that how you say it? The pimples is there, the black spot is there, you don't care. Tell someone you don't care. Uh, six months, Esther was treating herself. We did not hear anything about prayer here. We did not hear anything about fasting here. For six months, she was working on her facials, her beauty, her body. You, you don't care. You walk out of your house to a meeting, to any gathering with your hair scattered anyhow. You are looking anyhow. You don't care. After all, no one will like me. After all, I'm not going because I want someone to see me and like me. So, are you going out because you want someone to like you? No! It is for you, it is your being. You go, treat the temple of God well. Make the temple of God which you are. Look well, look good. Sometimes spend on yourself small. Tell someone, spend on yourself small. Every day you are home. You are every day at home. Every day you are eating bamboo. Every day you are eating genge. You are eating rice every day indoor. Sometimes eh, just take some hundred cities. Go and just sit at some park or some restaurant. Eh, cross your leg. Order for some drink. Order for some fries. And just just chill small. And take some selfie. Put it down for yourself. Give yourself maybe another one month. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Chill. Give yourself some treatment. You are you are. You see, sometimes your depression is caused by yourself. Your depression, you're always indoor. Go out. Go and go, 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 go. release the tension out. Go and sit by the beach. Look at the look at the waves of the of, of the sea and give glory to God. Look at how people are enjoying. Look at some people in bikinis. Just take off some tension. And in your mind, just talk to yourself. It releases the depression and the boredom in yourself. Every day you're home. Every day you're on TV. <laughs> Every day Netflix. Why? Are you not tired? Then your eyes is burning you. Okay? Yeah, also sometimes, your eyes become blurry to me. Am I going blind? No. You are home too much. Get out. Get out. Some of you, eh? Some of you, your door is always locked. You don't even open. You only open your door when it's evening. For morning, you are indoors, huh? Sometimes you are in your bed. The only time you wake up is when you are going to be. Sometimes you have to be able to give yourself some treatment. Mm, take yourself out. The money you are trying to save, it is good to save. It is good to save. If you don't save, hey, you get trouble. But if you are saving like that and you are not concerned about treating yourself well, when you die, we will find the money and we will spend the money. <laughs> have you seen family members sharing money at funeral plans before? <laughs> <laughs> You don't have any idea. When you die, we'll chop the money. So whilst you are alive, spend on yourself small. So when you die, it's not paying you. Are you here? Are you here? When someone died, they went to build a mansion for the person for the person to be buried in. By that time, you are home to plenty. You 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 where would they bury you? They will even fight to buy to buy a casket for you. I said, I said, spare on yourself. Spare on yourself. Eh? You see, you, 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 as you, you are there, you've not even bought a shirt before for 306. <laughs> you think, ah, why would I buy, why would I buy this shirt for 306? 
for for thirty dollars. Why would I buy it for thirty dollars? It's too expensive. I for dresses, I can get about three shirts. Property is talking to you. <laughs> Sometimes eh, buy it and hang it and look like that's my currency this day. Eh? Look at it. Just treat yourself well. You see, when you are buying some of this expensive stuff and some of this quality stuff, eh, when you wear it, your confidence is different. When you wear it, your confidence is different. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So the scripture says, Esther found favor before the people, not before the Lord, but before the people because she was what neatly dressed. She was dressed well. For six months, she prepared herself and she purified herself and she found favor in the sight of these people. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. How are you treating yourself? How are you treating yourself? For six months, she was doing beauty therapy. For six months, she was doing um, perfuming or purifying her inner system. You've not gone for massage before. You are here. Go and do massage. Hmm. Eh? The last time I did a massage was about two years ago because Ajay sent me to the, the massage therapist. And for my birthday, I went to enjoy. <laughs> I know they, 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 they were asking me for happy hour. But me, I'm a pastor, I can't do happy hour. You don't understand it like that. <laughs> they were asking for happy hour, so they said, Mr. Joy should go out and they lock the door. Hey, I'm a pastor, I can't do happy hour. Hallelujah. I'm done. I only came here for massage, that's all. Hallelujah. Amen. But if I'm not a pastor, I mean, I'm not a Christian, I'll come out nice. Hallelujah. Tell someone, I'll come out nice. Yeah, what I'm trying to say is that sometimes you feel tired, sometimes you feel you, you feel you just need to be in the water. Go to the pool. You don't have to know how to swim before you go to the pool. Go to the pool and be by the, the shore and just be inside. You see, dry yourself in the water small. Sometimes when you don't treat yourself, you even bring certain level of illness to yourself because mentally you're not already prepared. You are thinking about so many things and you just need a place to just go and just relieve some tension. But you don't go out, you are always indoors. Esther needed to treat herself for six months, another six months also, to be able to meet the king. Every lady went through that same process. Every lady went through it. But the only thing that made Esther to also be chosen aside the treatment was because she was recommended by the people. She was recommended. Everyone went through it. So aside the out, out, uh, outside beauty, the inner beauty was to count for that throne. Because everyone was focused on the, um, the outside beauty and Esther focused on the outside and the inner beauty. And the inner beauty also was an added advantage to him. Hallelujah. Amen. Which beauty do you have? Which beauty do you have? Be, truth, be truthful to yourself. Be truthful to yourself. Some of, some of us even don't even think that even outside uh, uh, outwardly beautiful. So you're already looking down upon yourself. Which one do you have? Outside or inside? Or you have both? You see, you're telling yourself you have both by lying to yourself too. You know, we, we were saying both, but no, no, not, not, not plenty, not 100%. You use, let me give you one minute to mark yourself small. And what is the criteria for measure, measurement of beauty? For you, not for everybody, but for you. Because everyone's 
measurement of beauty differs. The measurement of my beauty to that pastor, pastor divine is not the same. It's different. He's, he's handsome in his own way and I'm handsome in my own way. But I need to perfect my handsomeness and he equally needs to perfect his. He can never look like me. So for him to be handsome than me uh, or like me, he needs to be perfect in his own way. So don't look like, don't say, hey, if I look like this person, I'll be better. No. If you better yourself, you will be better than that person who you think is better than you. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Esther became the queen because of her inner and outer beauty. The king asked the people, who should I choose? And the people said, Esther, who will recommend you? Your uncle said, bring that CV, they will get you a job. Up to now, your uncle has not been able to recommend you. recommended you before and on what basis the only time some people recommend you is when they are going to do bad things they, they, they remember to call you when they are going to do bad things but when it has to do with good things they don't call you hallelujah when they are going to party they call you when they are going to church they don't call you where, where, where do you stand in their life where do you stand in their life? So you are a party friend, not a church friend. And even sometimes when they see you in church, they are surprised that you are in church. And they tell the same people who go to the club on Friday that the same people who come to church on Sunday. We see them. And they will, they will see it. You see, in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 4, the verse 3 to the verse 4, let's read it now. But let's do the first chapter 3 first to the verse 4 to the verse 5. Chapter 3, verse 4 to 5. It says, And next to them were Memoth, son of Uriah, the son of Hagos. Whichever way you pronounce it is good for you. Say now. Repent, repent. Next to them, Meshulam, son of Berichiah, the son of Meshizabel, repent. The word there again is what? Repent. Then he said, next to them, Zadok, son of Bana, repent. Next to them, the Dequites, repent. But he said, but their nobles, but their nobles or lords did not put their necks to the work of their lord. The names of the people were being mentioned and all the people that were being mentioned were repent. They repaired themselves, they repaired their lives, but then it came to another set of people. And the nobles, the nobles did not put themselves to repair to for the work of the Lord. We are in a 50 days fasting and prayer, and we are undergoing a session of treatment for repairs. Some people are not fasting, some people are not praying, some people don't wake up to pray. Some people are not working on themselves. Some people are not repairing 
themselves. They are not doing what the Lord has told us to do this particular year. For it is our year of openings. And every month the Lord comes to give us a set of instructions for us to see the result after the end of the year. And so people were repairing themselves. People were repairing themselves. But scripture says the leaders, the nobles did not repair themselves. They did not put themselves to the work of the Lord. At the end of the 50 days, you and I, we will receive the, the same reward. No! We will not receive the same result also. Because I am doing what I'm supposed to do, and you are not doing what you're supposed to do. So if we are investing into ourselves, at the end of the 50 days, you and I will not look the same. You and I will not come out the same. So these people were here, the nobles did not work while the others were working on themselves and they were repairing things. This 50 days is for us to repair ourselves. To repair our spiritual life, to repair our financial life, to repair our physical life, to repair our emotional life. But when we don't work on ourselves for these 50 days, at the end of the 50 days, when we meet, please don't envy me. When we meet at the end of the 50 days, please don't point fingers at me. Because I obeyed the Lord and I repaired myself. Does someone repair yourself? Repair yourself. Use these 50 days to repair yourself. Spiritually, physically, financially. Use it to repair. We are not only fasting and praying. We are also working. That's why I'm not teaching you here how to fast and prayer. Esther did not become the queen. She did not mount the throne because of fasting and prayer. She mounted the throne because of her beauty. Inside and outside. You are supposed to mount certain thrones. That prayer cannot send you. There's certain thrones you are supposed to mount by beauty. There's certain thrones you are supposed to mount by repairs. When we see you, you don't smile. Every day you are frowning. Tell someone, don't frown. Smile! You meet the boy, you don't smile. You meet the boy, you don't smile. Even when you are supposed to smile or even laugh, it's like you are forcing you to even smile or laugh. No, beauty inside out. I, 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 when I was in um, school um, for my first degree, I, we had a class rep. That girl doesn't smile. Oh, she's called Ruby. Today she can smile. So I can talk about them. Ruby. She was our class rep. The, the girl is always frowning. Even when we are in class and the teacher makes something, we're supposed, the lecturer makes something, we're supposed to be laughing. Everyone is laughing. She's Then the class, the class, the class people, we made a meeting. <laughs> then we spoke to some people, we spoke to Louise, we spoke to uh, Rob Sodin, we went to talk to her. From that day she changed and she began to smile. Up to now, today now, she cannot smile well. She, she's now more beautiful. The girl is beautiful. But because of her, she's not smiling. She, it's like you can't even approach her because of her, her facial expression. Even when she's happy, you don't know. When she's sad, you don't know because every day she's face is frowned. But today, God be so good because she was spoken to by a classmate. Now she can smile. Now she can laugh. She's happy. Well, I said, now, every time she's not dancing, she's like, hey, this girl, I'm grateful to do this is. And I'm grateful to God where all the people who were able to caution her about some of the things that she does in terms of her face. Hallelujah. People are watching you. People are watching you. And sometimes, because they don't know your name, the only way they can describe you. It's sad boy, you know, or sad girl now, answer, you know. The girl who doesn't laugh, the guy who doesn't laugh, that's how they describe you. Because there is no repair. 
if someone comes to the church for the first time and they don't know your name and maybe they want you to do something for them and maybe they go home and they're trying to make sure that they get you for that thing and they're trying to maybe describe you to me how what do they say about you the girl that was in this clothes, or the guy that was wearing this clothes, and maybe I don't remember that girl. I don't remember what you wore on that Sunday. What else can be said? What else can be said? What is really a description for you if you are supposed to kind of describe you? What can be said? What can be said about you? Hallelujah. I want, I want to just ask you this simple question. What can be said about you? So let's assume right now. Okay, so for Minister um, Michaela, let's assume she's going back to the US and then she's trying to find out how everyone is doing. How is this person doing? Oh, I can't remember their name. What would she say? Would she say the girl that laughs too much for me to know? Or the girl who is always frowning? For me to know. Just for example, what would be the description? Or the girl who always dressed nicely, or the guy who's always looking sharp. Because she's forgotten the name. What would be the description? Or the girl or the guy who's always in heels or in sneakers, looking good. Me, they don't forget me, so we can't say that they always here. If you don't know my name, you will not be sure. But the question is you, what would be the description? Even if you don't know, you use my head. And that's all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. What would be the description? What would be used to describe you? Everyone was working except the nobles. Everyone was preparing themselves except the nobles. So at the end of the year, we will all come and present ourselves to the Lord as Christians. But what has been repaired about us? What has become better about us in that year? You must put your life into your own hands even though the Lord is the one who holds you. He has given you that will, that power, that authority to put this in place. God will not come down for you to change your character. You have to work on your own character. God will not come and put pawns on your face. You have to put pawns on your face. God will not come and tell you to go to the barbering shop. You have to go to the barbering shop. Are you here? You have to know. You have to know dressing. God will not come and teach you these things. Except for a certain level of encounters. But then if you're not there yet, you should know by wisdom how to dress. Sometimes just go online and look at the fashion trends. Learn about fashion. Learn about how to dress. Learn about things. Learn about how a queen talks, how a queen walks, how, how a king is supposed to present themselves. Kings don't talk anyhow. Kings don't behave anyhow. There are things kings cannot do in public. But scripture says we are kings and queens and you do anything anyhow in public. Mm. Hallelujah. When you don't work on yourself, you will end up despising yourself. And when you don't work on yourself, people will have the opportunity to be able to despise you and point fingers at you. Because in the book of Nehemiah chapter 4, the verse 3 to the verse 4, scripture says there were people called the Tobias and the Ammonites who began to laugh at Nehemiah when Nehemiah was building. They began to make mockery of Nehemiah and they told Nehemiah that what he is building, it will break. 
Some people are making mockery of your relationship. They are making mockery of your life. They are making mockery of the pace at which you are growing. They are despising you. But then if you give them the opportunity to despise you, they will destroy you. You see, some people can despise you to an extent that you begin to despise yourself. People will begin to talk at you to the extent that you will also begin to believe what they are saying about you. When you allow people to be able to despise you and you begin to de- believe what they are saying and you begin to despise yourself, you have given them the power to destroy you. When people are despising you and you also begin to believe in what they are, they are saying and you also begin to despise yourself, you have given them the power to destroy you. So the, the moment I begin to talk ill about you, Minister Esther, I begin to say vain things about you, uh, hard words to you, harsh words to you, speak ill about you. And the moment I begin to talk down on you, you begin to believe those things. What you have done is you have given me the power to destroy you. But whatever I am saying to you in an evil manner, if you don't accept it, and you say this is not who I am, you have not given me the power to destroy you. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And so when the, this um, Tobias and Ammonite were speaking to Nehemiah about all these things, Nehemiah said to them, he turned to the Lord and said, Father, these people despise me. He spoke to the Father, Father, these people despise yourself, they despise me. And then they went on. Then um, um, the Sambalat also came, joined the Tobias and the Ammonite to laugh at Nehemiah at what Nehemiah was building. And then Nehemiah turned to them and said, Our God! will prosper us. Our God will give us victory. The first time when they did it, he turned to the Lord. But the second time when they did it, he turned to them and told them, I am not going to be despised. What I am doing is not going to be breaking. But he said, my God will prosper me. Some people are are spoken down on your relationship and said, it will not work out. This business you are doing is not going anywhere. This we are going is not necessary. Tell them, my God will prosper me. My God will give me victory. You said that's cool, and they're telling you it's not necessary. Don't do this. Hey, my God will prosper me. My God will give me victory. You are in a relationship. This relationship will also get destroyed like the first one. Hey, my God will prosper me. My God will give me victory. Are you here with me at all? Tell somebody, my God will prosper me. My God will give me victory. Oh, come on, my God will prosper me. My God will give me victory. So the same way the enemy can be able to speak to you. The enemy can be able to give you certain words to to, to bring your morale down. The enemy can talk against you just like he was speaking to Jesus. If you are the son of man, turn this stone into bread. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. Are you with me, somebody? The enemy can begin to speak to your mind and you begin to talk down on yourself. You begin to despise your own self. But when you stand up and say, my God will prosper me. Uh, when you know who God has made you, you will not listen to what the devil is saying. Don't give the devil the power to destroy you. Don't give the devil the power to break you down. Give yourself that power to lift yourself up. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes, because of pain, because of anger, some people who are in your loved one can speak to you in a harsh manner that will hurt you. But don't take it, don't take it to heart to break you down. Don't take it to heart to believe this is who you are. Tell yourself I'm a different person. I'm becoming better, I'm repairing myself. My God will prosper me. They were laughing at Nehemiah that what you are building will break. Nehemiah did not stop building. He didn't say, let me go and check the material I'm using. He said, my God will prosper me. What I am building, this same thing you're laughing about, my God will prosper me. What are you building? 
Are you building your life? Are you building a business? Are you building a relationship? Are you building your financial life? And you think it will not go anywhere. You give yourself a target for the year. But up till now, you've not even hit the five, the, 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 the 50% of the target. And you think it's not possible. I came to tell you, your God will prosper you. Your God will give you victory. Amen. Are you here with me at all? Yeah. I said, your God will prosper you. Amen. Your God will give you victory. It's not yet December 31st. And even if it is December 31st, it's not yet 12 a.m. So we cannot give up. And even if it crosses 12 a.m., we have 2024 to still move, to still try again, to still do something. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not late to open our business. It's not late to start a new relationship. It's not late to start a new process. It's not late to begin to pick yourself up and build yourself up. Tell somebody it's not late. Your God will prosper you. I want you to make it a point in yourself not to despise yourself, not to look down upon yourself, not to look down upon anything you have or you don't have. There are certain conversations I have with people, certain things that people know me for, that personally I don't really know myself for those things. But then there is a way I'll position myself, branded myself, that makes people see me in a certain light. That you can't despise me. I met, I, I had a meeting with a friend just this past week, and we began to talk, and he said, when I began to see this person's status, pressure was hitting me. <laughs> he said, then I began to tell my, 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 my girlfriend to to know what this person is really doing in life, how the person is making his life. God, he felt that he was down, he felt that he was not doing anything. And his girlfriend is driving in the car of this guy. So he wanted to know what is going on. This guy, I know how he started. What is why is he really making it? What about like he, he was telling me like pressure was hitting him. And he was asking, how do I do it? Because <laughs> I told him, I know what God has told me about my life. I know what I'm supposed to do this year. And so long as I am doing it and not comparing myself to somebody, I am okay. The moment you begin to compare yourself to somebody, you will become, you, you, you will become a, someone who that despises who they are at the moment. Because now you don't even value yourself anymore. You wish to be somebody else because of what they have. What they have. Do you know what they are going through? Do you know what they are dealing with? You want to be like me? Do you know my challenges? Forget our ministry. <laughs> you will see me work out miracles. You will see me professor. You will see me do this and you want to be like me. Do you know my challenges? Do you have the grace to overcome my challenges? Be yourself. You can emulate me. You can, you, you, you can want to grow to become one who believes in the Lord like I believe in the Lord. But don't want to be like me. Don't want to be like Be yourself. Tell someone, be yourself. Yes, this friend was telling me about what he was going through, the pressure he was going through. To an extent of telling me the day he was earning. <clears throat> but you see, he made little progress without knowing he made little progress. He used to stay with his parents. And then this year, he had a place for himself to rent. Is that not some level of improvement? 
but he's not seeing it because the person he's talking about has built a house, has a car. But you see, the little step we are making, we never take notice of it because we feel someone is way ahead of us. Me, I don't care. Hey, go, I'm coming. <laughs> you see, when people are getting married, it's either you get happy for them, or you jealous them, or you get angry. But you see, the marriage that you were you were jealous of, that you were angry about, that you were thinking it should be you, that happened two years ago. Today, if you are doing your wedding, your wedding will be nicer than that two years wedding. That wedding that you were killing yourself about, if you begin to do your wedding today, it will be more beautiful. Things have changed. Eh? Lightning system has changed. Venue now are plenty. Beautiful things. Cars have come beautiful. Two years ago, go look at the cars now. You, kill, you were killing yourself because someone was wedding two years, three years ago. And you don't know what God is planning for you. Someone was being paid in cities two years ago. You were, you were, you were worried about their job. Only to also be getting a job this year and to be paid in dollars. Uh, I thought you would say an amen. amen. We are always fixated on comparing ourselves to other people. And we never put so much attention to ourselves and praise God for who He has made us and to give Him glory for how far He has brought us. And some of us also are so much focused on not just fasting and prayer and not focused on working on ourselves. Make time to focus on yourself. I was telling this, my friend, that I have made time. I know what to achieve every month. I know what to achieve every year. And so long as I am working towards it, I am okay. Someone can be doing something and I'm happy for them. See, if you're not content with what God has given you and seeking to grow more, what will happen is you will begin to jealous people. And for me, where I am now as a pastor or as a person to be able to affect the life of people, I can't be able to be jealous or envious of people. Because I'll have sons and daughters who tell me of their plans and what they want to achieve. Sometimes it may be even bigger than mine. The moment I allow jealousy to enter, I have, I have broken my covenant with the Lord. The moment I allow jealousy to enter, I cannot also be able to help them. I can't help them. There are many people in this ministry who have left to, to go out of the country to go see peanut pastors. If I was someone, I would pray for them. If I was someone, I can stand in the gap and stop that thing from going through. Oh, that's how I can stand in the gap. <laughs> Yes, I can send the cow. I can't mention some names. But some people that I stood in the car for them to go. And there are some people who know that I stood in the car for them not to go. So when it comes to standing the gap, for it to happen or it not to happen, I can stand in the car. But then, if I allow jealousy to be the reason why I'm standing the gap for them not to go, then there is a problem. It means I don't want my people to be better than me. But that shouldn't be the case. That shouldn't be the case. Your parents should want you to be better than them. Your parents should want that. Your friends should want that. There are some friends, if it's not them driving that car, then you driving that car is not necessary. Go sell that car. They want to be the one who pick you. Once you picking them. Hallelujah. Work on yourself. Work on character. 
everything is not prayer. Prayer has its role. Character has its role. Your character can make you lose your job that you pray to God to have. Let me share the last uh, thing with you. I was there one time. Someone sent me a message and was saying, Man of God, why doesn't God love me? Why is God so much against me? Why doesn't God want the good things to come to me? Why? Why? And the person said, my partner just broke up with me. They are laughing. Wait a year. Not everything is prayer. So because your partner broke up with you, you are coming to text me. Now why is God doing all these things to you? Now I said, okay. She said, no, we need, we, need to, we need to pray because I'm seeing people giving testimonies and me, Bishop, you need to pray for me. I was like, okay, you, what happened? What happened? It, it, what happened is more important for now. Before we enter into prayer or do anything else, what happened? Then the person said, when I called him, he did not even listen to what I wanted to say and he told me he would call me back. And then I hung up the call and I blocked him. Uh-huh. Wait. So when the guy was done with whatever he was doing, the guy now was calling her back and the number wasn't going to. Now he realized the lady had blocked her, uh, him. And he said, he used a different number to call the lady. He said, Since you have blocked me, you and I, we have nothing to do anymore. Is this one prayer? Is this one demon? It is character. So now you are coming to now tell Bishop, God doesn't love you. God has nothing to do with this thing. Demons have nothing to do with this thing. It is your own character. Some of you do worse. You are dancing, you, you, you hang out calls on your, your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You are here laughing. You are laughing on someone's phone. You are laughing on someone's phone. Do you see the cop? You are angry. You see the cop, so you know pick. Because the guy did not just listen to her or whatever she wanted to say, she got bored, hung up the call, and then she blocked the guy. The guy says it's over. You come and text me this thing. And I said, okay, go back, do this, do that. We don't need to pray. Do this, do that, do that. He said, Bishop, what I want to do is, if you eat, you have blocked me. <laughs> then I said, you two use a different number just as you use a different number. Use a different number. Call him. Do A, B, C, D, C, D, C, D, C, D, C. Then she went. She called me after 13 minutes and said, Bishop, we are back together. Everything is okay. Thank you. I thought you clap your hands for Jesus. I did not pray one prayer. We did not do any fasting and prayer. Everything is not about fasting and prayer. Some things are character and you need to repair them. Yeah. Hallelujah. You need to go through a certain level of repair. So from there, now she has learned not to be hanging calls and not to be blocking too much. You people, any small thing that you're doing blocking. Any small thing that you block. Any small thing that you block. You and I, we argue. After arguing, one day, I didn't say hello, so you to block me. <coughs> you are here, Christians. That's how you are Christian. You are calling yourself a Christian. You are blocking. When the Lord says, let not uh, uh, the sun shine upon your anger. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. When we do not work on our character and we are only basing on spirituality and fasting and prayer, we will surely make it to heaven. And we will surely get whatever answer we are seeking for. But sometimes we will not be able to sustain what we have been given. We will not be able to keep what God has given us. Because sometimes, most of the times, you will need character to keep what God has given you. But you need anointing to be able to get. The anointing can bring things to you. But right? to take certain level of character to be able to keep what God has given you in this context. Hallelujah. Don't despise yourself no matter how people try to despise you. Don't despise your growth no matter how you think someone is going. Hallelujah. Don't despise yourself. Don't despise yourself. Nehemiah don't despise himself. He did not allow what Tobias and um, Sambalas and Ammonites were doing to get to him. He said, my God will prosper me. The other day, scripture said that Jesus Christ was born in a manger. He is the king of kings, but he was born in a manger. Many people recognize him as the king of kings, but yesterday he was still born in a manger. And the people in the palace were seeking to kill him. Mm. He was in a manger. People were bringing gifts to him in a manger. And the people who were in the palace who were supposed to be comfortable and okay were the ones sending others to go and kill someone who was in a manger. He was in a manger, but he was still the king of kings. It doesn't matter where you are born. You can even be born on the rubbish dump. But is that where you are today? No. You can be born in a car once going to the hospital. But then, that is not where you are today. You don't sleep in a car. You are better today. And tomorrow, you will be better tomorrow. Tell yourself, I will be better tomorrow. Tell yourself, I will be better tomorrow. Jesus was born in a manger, but he did not remain in a manger all his life. He became better. Crowds were coming to him. He fed many people. He healed many people. He helped many people. He was the king of kings yet born in the manger. You can be the prince of Ghana, but maybe you are not born at a better place. You are not coming from a rich home, but you can still be the president. They will not say amen. amen. You can even be the first lady. Your husband or your boyfriend may not look like the, 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 the president today. He may not look like the first, uh, the first gentleman today. But God is taking you somewhere. God is connecting you to certain relationships. Don't despise your relationship. Don't despise the friends around you. Sometimes your friends that are with today will become the MPs tomorrow. You will need your children for that connection. You will need your children for that scholarship for them to travel outside. And that friend can be able to facilitate it. Don't break off every relationship. Don't destroy every friendship you have. Hallelujah. Go through repairs. Go through repairs. John the Baptist had his ministry in the river of Jordan. The river of Jordan happens to be one of the smelling or stinking and dirty rivers in the town at the time. But John the Baptist still had his ministry in the river Jordan. That multitude were coming to be baptized in that stinking river. Multitude were coming, including Jesus Christ, were baptized in there. But there was one thing that worried John the Baptist. John the Baptist did not uh, work on his character. John the Baptist did not work on himself. John the Baptist had an issue of anger. He had an issue of talking anyhow. He did not know how to talk to prominent people. See, there is a way, Archbishop will always say, there is a way you talk to the president. There is a way you address public issues. And Archbishop was said the other time, that there is a man of God who died because he was speaking against one president of the nation Ghana. And something happened I didn't want to talk about. But he took lessons in something. And he learned how to address some presidential issues in private and not on the pulpit. Hallelujah. Amen. This whole thing that is happening in our life 
One way or the other is because we do not repair our character. John the Baptist did not repair his character. Scripture says he had the spirit of Elijah. He came in the spirit of Elijah, like Elijah's um, incarnate. So he spoke as Elijah was speaking. He behaved like Elijah was behaving. But he didn't have political authority. And he spoke against the king marrying Philip's wife. As a result of that, the king arrested him. Pastor, when you speak that you shouldn't should marry this person. And the king arrested him. And when the king arrested him, scripture says, and Tisipel's um, daughter came to dance before the king. And the king said, What shall be done for you? Should half of the kingdom be given unto you? I shall give unto you. And the woman said, The woman went to ask the mother. The mother said, Tell him you want the head of John the Baptist. And John the Baptist was killed on the spot. Why? He did not know how to talk. He did not know what to say at what time. But he was a powerful man of God. He, 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 he was baptizing many people, including Jesus Christ. He baptized a lot of people, including Jesus Christ. But he didn't know how to talk. He did not know how to be able to say what at what time. Or how to even speak to prominent people. He got him in jail and eventually caused him to die. The other day, scripture again says about Jacob that Jacob was at Bethel, but he did not know that, that was, the Lord was in that place. And so he had a vision and he said, The Lord was in this place, and I knew it not. But he began to wrestle with the angel after he knew that the Lord was in that place. And scripture says, The angel disposed his hip, the angel touched his hip, and the hip was dislocated. And so he began to walk, he began to limp. And we preach those messages. And we are cool. But you see, one of the reasons why his hip was that was because Jacob's one of Jacob's problem was his waist. We didn't get a revelation, but it's okay. <laughs> one of Jacob's problem was his waist. So what the angel was doing by touching the hip of Jacob was not simply because he needed Jacob to leave him so he can go. No, it was because he wanted to repair Jacob's problem. Jacob's problem was his hip. Or what to part too much. And so when, <laughs> so when Jacob had to go into Leah, he did not know that this is not Rachel, but this is Leah. This is Hannah. This waste was the problem. And because the angel cannot make him important at that moment, because he was not given the authority to do so, he can dislocate him to prevent him from going certain miles. Location or that is ability the angel gave to Jacob, one way or the other was Jacob's solution or Jacob's answer to a prayer. Sometimes, some problems in our life, some challenges we go through, some season we go through is equally an answered prayer. It was a prayer you prayed some time back, but the answer came in this form without you knowing. So that it can be able to build you to a certain extent to achieve certain levels. Hallelujah. If the Lord cannot allow you to make certain mistakes in this life, you will not be able to, to enter into certain places or to know how to talk. They needed to laugh at you when you were investing in those presentations so that you can be able to better yourself and make a presentation before CEOs in your company and then a quarter to be given and you'll be promoted. But first, you need to be shamed at school. Are you here at all? That beautiful girl needed to bounce your proposal so you will know how to go and learn certain format to be able to propose to your wife so your wife can accept at the right time. But at that time, it was a shame to you. Certain mistakes, certain challenges we went through was a season that God gave to us as an answered prayer. Maybe you may be living a life of an answered prayer, you don't know. It may be a season that is tough for you, but it may be an answer to your prayer. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Please be upstanding.